This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here we are again, farm dog. How we doing? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Just a nice day of golf. So it's nice to get out of the house. Back on the green. But, um, yeah, it's nice to just get out, really. And I mean, I'm absolutely terrible at golf now, but <clears throat> still, it's a good laugh. Yeah, I must admit, I, um, I'm regretting selling my golf clubs 12 years ago. Just in case, <laughs> I'm, just in case I, I needed them. <laughs> uh, needed them now. Uh, some of a bike, really. I've, I've not had a bike for about probably even longer than that. Yeah, a bike now. It's to be fair. It's, just, it's because like, I've now realised how much football was dominating my life. I've I've always sort of wanted to be um, to be good at golf. Not even not even be good at golf, but I've always wanted to play golf because I think it's something that you can like when you can no longer play football like when you're in your fifties and your sixties, like you can still go and play golf. But by that point, it's too late to try and learn. So I think you've got yeah. to try and learn when you're when you're younger. But I've spent my younger days just throwing myself into football, let football consume me, to the point <laughs> yeah. now there's now there's no football from a sporting sense. I don't really know what else to do with myself. No, you should get into it, Uber. He's good. Get into it. Yeah, I'll try and grab some second-hand clubs because I've looked at brand new ones and I ain't paying that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not worth that, mate. Got a celebrity. Celebrity he hates being called. Celebrity view doesn't like being called a celebrity. Got a what, what do we call it? High profile. Yeah. High yeah. high high profile I supporter. I think Com- right. comedian, actor. Terry Alderton. Which we get into it. If you haven't if you haven't watched any of his of his stand up stuff, then watch it, but don't watch it once. Watch watch two or three or four or five because I, like, he admits himself. It's at that point you start to get it. But um, yeah, very very funny bloke. Lots of lots of funny stories to tell. This is the first time we've done this. This is the first of a two-parter because this was quite a long conversation. Didn't want to cut any of it out. Didn't want to didn't want to waste anything. So um, yeah, it's all going to go out there. But rather than like lump one three hour episode out there which no one wants to listen to that I don't want to edit that but yeah there was a lot of content that we didn't want to lose so you get to enjoy two lots of Terry I'm surprised I made it went on for to be fair but 
when when you get talking to him and he's just he's such an easy going bloke, he's sort of it's just it, the conversation flows from there, isn't it? Yeah, it was, and it it, it, it was unbelievable how long we we sat there for without even realising how how long it was obviously taking. <laughs> yeah, he's a re- he really really fi- really funny, really likeable guy to be there. Yeah, lots lots of funny stories about being a Southend fan, sort of players he's met, managers he's met, his own stuff, his acting career. Yeah, just a very nice guy, very funny guy. Yeah. So here we go. Part one, Terry Alden. Can see you, can hear you. You can see both of us, all right? Yeah, yeah, I can. My bloody airpods just went, boop, 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 boop. yeah, mine don't work. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, mine do work. So, yeah, they'll probably die halfway through this because I never charge them. That's all right. Can you hear, can you hear me okay, anybody? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay, yeah. normally we struggle. Some pe- I take it you're on a laptop or a computer. No, I'm on not- an iPad. Oh, okay, that's fine. If, I think if you're on a phone, it obviously it shrinks it down to just one person on the screen. But can you see both of us? Yeah, I can see you. Yeah, I can. Uh, hold on, I can see yeah, you. I've done it. it. I was Do going to say, I think I think if you swipe it, yeah, yeah, cool, perfect. Yeah. To be fair, we don't really. We haven't. Well, we never tend to have much of a script, but we normally have a few questions. But in this instance, we feel like you're going to know more than we do. So. <laughs> I hope so. Let me just move my pants in the background. <laughs> 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 I was going to wear a South End top as well. I was going to dig out the splat, but I thought, oh. Ah, oh, you've got one. Dusty. I haven't even got one. I've got the home end away. That's like antiques. That's, yeah. That is yeah. Antique. Hello, like the big antiques. <laughs> <laughs> How you been though, mate? You right? I need to get one. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just getting a bit bored of this now. I was all right with it. You know, I spent my life kind of during the day doing nothing, walking around in my pants. You know, <laughs> that's my life anyway. And then go and do a gig or maybe go and do um, voiceovers or whatever. Or whatever's happening. Talk sport, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, but now it's just, oh man, it's just nothing, isn't it? And I know people are doing gigs online, but I don't know if you can do stand-up like that. It's yeah. not the same, it's not the same, same is it? it? just looks like a shit audition. Everyone, everyone I watch, they're like doing some sort of desperate audition. Yeah, it's just a bit. It's not for me, that. No, not for me either, no. No. But you boys all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's the same as you, really. It's just bloody boring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no football either. That's killing and me. It's, and it's, it's the not knowing. I, I've said from sort of day one, I said, I think, obviously they could never have done this, but if they went, it's going to end June June 15th. I think you'd have been like, right, at least I can sort of, I can work towards yeah. that date now. But the constant yeah. not knowing, it's just Groundhog Day, isn't it? Well, we, when we start as well, it, even if it ends, the season ends, are we still going to get, you know, the points problem? We're still going to have that? What, the potential points deduction? Or? Yeah, because of playing the rock. Who did we yeah. play in the end that we shouldn't have played? Who was it? Uh, I think it a lot of people seem to think it was um, the 16-year-old, was it, uh, Coca. But I don't oh, think right. it was. I think... 
I think I'm right in saying it was Mitchell Nelson, the um, right. the centre half. And the problem yeah. was, again, this could be totally wrong. Um, I might have to cut this out so I don't get the club in trouble. <laughs> but, um, I think it was because he, he'd been on loan at Harlow. That's it, yeah. And, and I, for some bizarre reason, I think they actually held his registration. We didn't, so... We all, right. we take in theory we've played a Harlow player even though he was on like yeah a mess right. just a proper paperwork the mess a, the whole thing is a mess is it I mean you know I, I, you could lay the blame anywhere couldn't you you could you could I mean I always think that when Steve Cavendish left I think it when you know not having a CEO CEO is a bit you know I mean you know maybe Ron thinks he can do it himself but I think he's I think he. Could, I don't think he can. I think he needs someone to help him with all that. Yeah. Because no, otherwise, you get bullied, don't you? You get bullied as a chairman. You get, oh well, we we need this player. Well, well, all right. Well, whereas Steve would have gone, nah. Mm. Yeah. You look. The the recruitment was actually pretty good when when we had Steve Cavanagh. It was really good. It's gone back yeah. to the John Main days. Poor old <laughs> Johnny Main. Bless his heart. He's such a nice man. He was just so lovely. We um we we watched a um. A, a little documentary on your YouTube channel, actually, about the... We, um, we, we did our uh, research. What, NYFC? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on it. He is on it. And, yeah. he, and I'll tell you what, which was really sad, when he was resigning, he rang me in tears. Oh, really? He rang me in floods of tears. He was just absolutely distraught about having to give in. And he rang me at all people. I'm like, I can't do anything. We were always sitting ringing about Southend United. Can you sort this out? Like, Omid, my mate Omid Jalili, obviously, you know. He goes, uh, oh, my nephew's brilliant. Can you, can you get him down there? And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I rang Ricky Duncan, and Ricky went, yeah, he'd come down and train and whatever. But I think it's because he's, he's from America or something. He couldn't, he couldn't play. I don't, I don't quite know the ins and outs of it. But everyone seems to come to me. It's crazy. Yeah, all right. I'll sort it out. Chase but yeah, John Main, very sad. That very sad. So what? Well, did he, what did, he, did he just resign then? That's, that's a bit before my time, really. I think it all just yeah. went a bit. It all went a bit pear shaped. I think what he was trying to do, and his wife was very much involved, and we had shirts. If you can ever see those shirts, they got Pierce Sports on them, and um, and I think they were trying to do their own. You know, they were trying to make it, you know, what it was. You know, unique uh, colours, unique shirts. You know, real bespoke sort of thing but the thing is I still remember that, that, that that's not a bad idea to try and create an identity but I, I love it it's well, having the deep look, enough pockets no but if you look back to the old beaver kits and all that you know when we have blue shirts with yellow shorts and... yeah no, I oh. think it's great I said I said before I love the blue and yellow because it's it's the sand and the sea it's it's the seaside town yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I love I love the blue and yellow yeah and then in the self the peg stuff that we I know we're changing now from Nike, aren't we? But, the, you know, the worst thing is, you know, you get enough stick, don't we, as South End fans anyway, from people saying, well, what's your real team? Who do you really support? And, yeah, yeah, and then you say, well, South End, and they go, Southampton, and you go, no. Yeah. I forget it. You know, all that nonsense. And then the next thing, you, you go in and watch Sunday football, and you've got your West Ham mates going, uh, look, so, look, there's your off-the-peg night stuff, that Sunday team playing in. You know, it's just like, yeah. You could buy it for 9.99. Yeah, I um, I I met somebody at a works the um, end of last year, and I told him that I was a South End fan, and he thought I said Southampton. I had to very quickly correct him. I was, no, we only lose seven one, not nine one, mate. We're not, yeah. we're not quite that bad. <laughs> seven one. Oh man, who would have thought that was gonna? Well, no, you could see it was gonna happen, but oh, 
I've, I've written that off out of my mind, actually. Yeah, so, sorry. Sabrina, and I didn't right. go that night. You know that. I didn't go. I, I also didn't go. Did none of us go? <laughs> no, I know. I know. We, I, you know, I'm the fan. I get to as much as I can, really. Um, yes, how, you know, how often do you, do you do you get to go these days? Do to well, most not these days, but well, most, well, yeah, no. Most home games, I'll go. My son comes with me. He's been coming since he was six, and he's well into it. It's lovely. He's Thirteen now, so he obviously takes a lot of sick off people. But I've heard him on PlayStation before. People giving him, you know, when they're talking on their mics, and I've heard him going, "How many games you beat? How many games you beat?" <laughs> Tottenham fan, and he's got, I can hear him going, "I've been in six Tottenham games. How many games? How many times have you been in the Tottenham dressing rooms?" I've been in the Stadium <laughs> because I don't even support top. So <laughs> he gives it to people. It's great, you know. It is, uh, but it's uh, it's it's tough being a, a lower league fan. It was funny the other day. I saw that Man United apparently have lost twenty eight million uh, over the coronavirus, mm. and mm. I thought, well, you know, what, what's that one player's leg? I mean, yeah, twenty eight million. Can you twenty eight quid a kill us? I know. <laughs> So obviously, obviously they're hemorrhaging money right now. All these clubs, but I saw a similar. It was, um, I think it was the Swansea chairman or chief exec come out and said we're going to lose a million, and somebody just replied to it saying, right, well that's that's only like one less player you're going you're you're going to spend a million quid. That's exactly <laughs> my point. It's exactly yeah. my point. It's a player, isn't it? And you probably could buy the the whole of the fourth division for twenty eight million quid. <laughs> you <laughs> you know, probably could. You actually could. And you? I think that's the thing is I think people miss the passion. Of, of people who want to go and watch football you know and that's the thing I love about being a South End and lower league fan is you know we don't get I try and say this to people all the time we don't have all that rolling around and diving and all that we don't get any of that nonsense it's good old football you know it's good it, it, you feel like you're part of something you don't feel like you're like one of a mass you know it's brilliant and you know and I, and I I've always you know I've been supporting South End since oh, Jesus 1983. 1983. I'm old. Gee, we <laughs> Northampton Town, and we came back and we won it 3-2. I think. I think it was. I think Richard Cadet had just started playing, and my favourite Steve Phillips was playing at the time. I used to love Steve Phillips, and then Melvin Colston was in goal. Well, Merv the Swerve. And I remember at one time when uh, when it was you know the, the the pitches were horrendous, weren't they? You know. And uh, I remember the ball went over the, the net and it landed just behind the north bank. We used to stand behind the wall, like James. And the ball sort of roamed down the net and went out for a corner, but it was all in, in the mud, with, in this sort of <laughs> big pile of mud. And I remember sort of just throwing the ball back. And uh, Tony Hadley, obviously not a Spandau Ballet, Tony Hadley, <laughs> right? He wasn't looking, he was getting ready for the corner, right? Him in the eye. <laughs> with the ball and then Buster Footman had to come on and wash his eye out and all this it was, it was hilarious and bless his heart Buster's gone now hasn't he which yeah, is real yeah. what a character he was I'll tell you what I remember in the, in the home in the home dressing room they still got the bath I don't know if you've been in the dressing room they yeah. still have yeah. the old fashioned bath right yeah and they put showers in them now but I remember being in that bath after, after training once and there, there was there was me Neil Gray who had the most enormous penis, right? I have to tell you that. <laughs> the reason I tell you is because poor old Neil Gray was really embarrassed about it. And all the lads, what they used to do is they knew that, uh, I remember one time he bought these, he had, it's by these giant condoms. And they all knew that he had them. So they got all out of his bag and flew them all around the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> 
he was not that kind of person. He was quite upset. But yeah, Neil Graham, Paul, Paul Neil, Tubsy. And so we'd all been training and then a couple of other goalies. And then Jim Stannard, big Jim Stannard, was, uh, was in the bath with me. I was left with big Jim, right? And uh, he's a bit, you know, he's a bit different. And I remember Buster coming in. Buster wasn't very big, but he was, he was a stocky fellow, you know? And Buster said, right, Jim, get out of the bath because you've got a physio. And then, and then Jim told him where to go politely, you know, and he's a big man, Jim Stannard, you know, and he went, get out of the bath now. And Jim stood up, right? And I was sitting there, I'm only a kid, right? I was sitting there watching this. And then he, he hits Buster, right? He hits Buster. And then Buster takes it and then he spanks Jim back, right? And then it's kind of this weird gentlemanly thing. They both went, right, okay, we've proved our points now. You know, it's like, I'm sitting there as a kicker, I don't like this. Don't like violence anyway. <laughs> And then the next time, I, I come out getting changed, getting dried off, and he's on the table having, having physio from Buster. <laughs> you just eat him. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very strange thing that happened. But anyway. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have loved to have lived in that era. Just like a few, like say, like 10 years younger. I'd, I'd have loved all that. Yeah. So I've been kind of 18 years old and experienced, yeah, like sort of the 90s, certainly the 90s, yeah. Well, the thing, the thing about then, of course, about bleeding on like an old man, you know, this is, but I speak to a lot of old pros about this and whatever, you know, we cleaned, we cleaned the stands, you know, we went out and painted them. I remember Nicky Smith, I never saw him do this, but when Smudger was playing, he allegedly used to go up the, up the um, floodlights and clean them. I don't think that's true, personally. But <laughs> he, he has it that he used to go up and do them. I never saw him do it. But, you know, we'd go and clean the stands and you'd do the boots and, you know, and, that's what it was, and, and, and you have to work hard. I don't, they're not allowed to do it now. I don't think they're even allowed to do it. I think mm. there's some sort of health and safety, or they're not contracted to do that, or what have you. But it was good to, to be kicked in the arse. You know, I remember once when we moved to Basildon, we started training down in Basildon. Um, I don't know why we did that. I was trying to tell you not long ago about that. Why, why we went, started training down at Basildon, the running track. And I remember running around that and being a, you know, a goalkeeper, not the fittest. And I remember, like, um, Webby, Dave Webb was manager at the time, and he, he, would, he would boot you. I mean, he'd physically kick you in the ass, Like, kick you, you know. <laughs> You'd never do that now. You'd never do that now. And, and I remember one time as well, where they used to do the boot polishing, you know. So what had happened is you get the young apprentices, right? <laughs> so it's like, so, so like Star Wars, didn't it? The young apprentice. And uh, I remember we were in the gym, which is down by the by the, uh, the home, the, sorry, the away dressing room. And I was in there, I was in there with Mickey North, funny enough. He's a big, big tough guy. He was the toughest kid in our year. And funny enough, I went to the same school, but me and Mick were in there cleaning up in the gym. And uh, I remember the lights going off and the door shutting and everyone just piling in and me going, oh, oh. and they honestly kicked, kicked seven bells out of us. And I had boot pushing <laughs> my teeth out of my ass, all over my balls. It's like the army, they should do that in the army as well, you know. You'd never be able to do that now. I mean, that would be terrible. I tell you, the instigator was, God rest his soul, was bloody Justin. Oh, really? <laughs> bloody Edinburgh, yeah. And it was funny, not funny, but two weeks before Justin died, I was at, um, I was at a sports do here. There was an, an awards thing in, in Chigwell. And I was talking to him. And it, we were talking about that that time, about how you could never get away with that and how ridiculous it was that they would even do that to you, you know. And then sadly, you know, two weeks later, 
um, unbelievably. He's, you know, yeah. my son said to me, you know, Justin Edinburgh's not very well. And I was like, what? And then it turns out he, you know, unbelievable, terrible. Yeah. 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 He was in the gym, wasn't he? Which I think he was just in the gym. And... I think he was in the gym. From what I know, I've got a friend who knows him really well. From what I heard, he was in the gym and he wasn't found for like 15 minutes. So by the time anyone had found him, I think it was game up. It was game up. I mean, you know, we'll talk about it. Family might be listening and all that. Yeah. But I, I think was, that was a sad thing. And I think it was hard for the family to, dare yeah. I say, it, turn off the machine, if you know what I mean. Because yeah, exactly. I think he was already uh, framed his brain had already gone so he might have ended up surviving but being yeah. not what he, what he wanted to you know just starved of that oxygen for that length of time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Never good but yeah, i remember the same thing to you I, I i we obviously we knew what had happened we knew that he'd collapsed or whatever and it had, there was a couple of days where you didn't know what was happening i remember i, I, I saw it on my phone i was like fuck me he's died yeah like, 49 like, as well. yeah just like total shot like you i don't know why you like you knew it weren't good you knew it wasn't good news that what had happened to him, but you still you're expecting how like yeah, he looked pretty fit, he looked relatively healthy. You'll think he'll pull yeah. through, and then you saw that you're like, oh my god, he's died. Well, I remember seeing uh, Egiog. It was Ugo Egiog. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. I remember seeing him. He was at a game, and he was down the tunnel, and he was talking to Ricky Duncan. I don't even know what I was doing in the tunnel, but anyway, I was um, <laughs> maybe doing some half-time draw because flipping. Mickey, Mickey G got me to do it, but, uh, and I, you know, I said hello, and then, then he died, and I rang Ricky and said, I can't believe it, and he said to me that, he just said to him that he's 40, and he's fitter than he's ever been in his life, probably the fittest he was ever, you know, by far fitter than when he was playing football. Crazy. 40. So, you know, scary. Very, very <laughs> scary. No, you're right, you're, you are right. Very scary, that. Like, yeah, I'm so, a, I'm only, how many 10 years off that? <laughs> oh, flipping, I'm well on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, and, and, and you're crazy. Just on that, on the last of the dark subjects, I remember going to, to I went to, it would have been 2000, and, was it 2000 or 2001? I can't remember. You'll, you'll make it right for me, I'm sure. And I remember flying to, um, Australia to do the Melbourne Comedy Festival and I landed this was the days where you'd have to get online you know you'd have to go online you didn't have phones and mm. stuff even that even that like just only 20 years ago and you know I contacted my mate James and said oh, how did we get on I can't remember what the game was about or what to play he went haven't you heard and I went no he goes about the referee Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mike, I was like Mike I North. thought he was yeah. joking yes Mike North. Yeah. and I, I went yeah just shut up don't be stupid he went no 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 he, he, I was like so the crazy things that happened. I was What's there. Wrong? I was there. Was that human manager then? Quite possibly. I think it was 2000, 2001 season. Yeah. Um, it definitely was I, around that time. Yeah. I, I remember it. I can't. I, I was about 10 or 11. I can't remember. Were you there? You were there. I, I was there, yeah. I can't remember the game at all. But like, I remember I remember seeing the ref fall over and you get the classic, oh, hey, because like, yeah, the ref yeah. stacks it sort of thing. And then there was like a, mm, like it was like, oh, he's not getting up. Yeah, 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 and then and then the two physios from like, the physio from both teams come running on, and then the players are starting to like look a bit sort of shocked. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, co yeah. they're covering their mouths and whatever. And then yeah, very, quick, starts. Very, very quickly you realise that that something's seriously wrong. Um, mm. And then, yeah, I think I think at that point my dad just took me out. Knew the game was going to get abandoned, and my dad just just took mm. me away. Yeah, that was crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Think about it. Mm. 
But on a good subject, the things I do remember, good ones, you know, I remember um, my favourite save. I'm just giving, you're not even asking me questions. I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep going. <laughs> my favourite, because people always say towards your favourite goalie, and that's because we've been so blessed as South End fans, you know, yeah, and that's kind of the irony of what's been going on. Although, to be fair to, to Mark Oxley, you know, if he came for things, he'd be, he'd be a good goalie. He just doesn't come for anything. The only time he came out of his box last season when, it, when he went and punched the geezer in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> the only time he came out. Um, no, you, you are right. That, that year he got player of the year, he, he was unbelievable. That's what I'm saying. So he, he's I'm fantastic. Knock him. He's a good keeper, but he just doesn't come. You know, the main thing you want from a keeper, I think, is to get your fist on it or catch it. You know what I mean? On the corners and the crosses. You know, everything else is a bonus, right? And if he goes in, he goes in. That, that confidence then, that reverberates through the whole team. Absolutely. You've got confident and then of course, of course, you've got, you know, then the unsettling with Smith and then they're putting Ted in, Ted in goal and, and he's now injured and you're now the main keeper and you're in and you're now the keeper. And then, you know, then young um, uh, Barrett comes in as well. And it must be horrible, you know, to go, well, am I number one or not here? You know, it can't be as bad though as poor old Paul Smith when he got pulled off at... Um, Oxford. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I remember it's being not... there for that, and he and he walked around, like he walked off oh. behind the goal, or walked around and walked straight down the tunnel. And yeah, he, just thought, he, was, he was not happy, was he? I was there as well, and I remember. Because the thing is, if you know Paul Smith as well, he's a very placid, kind of nice, gentle giant, isn't he? unassuming man. So mm. to see him get seedingly angry, although to be fair, to start great move, wasn't it? I mean, you know. It works, so, yeah, it works. Got to have some balls that's to do That's football, that. man, that's football. That's, <laughs> that's the point. It's not, it's a team game, isn't it? It's not about yeah. you. It's yeah. about, you know. But anyway, going back to the goalkeepers, we've been really blessed, haven't we? Right back from, you know, Danny, Dan Bentley, of course, recently, and then, you know, then you get into Royce and Flahaven, and then, of course, Old Melvin Coulson, I loved, you know, and then Sammy, um, uh, and now Margaret Margaretson, is is I always called him Margaret. I don't know why, but he's now the <laughs> he's the England goalkeeping coach, isn't he now? Yeah. Um, but the best day that I ever saw at all, I was. You, and what made me think about it, when you're telling me about the ref, I think it all goes quiet. The best goal ever, save sorry ever was um, Bradford made a. Um, they got a corner, Bradford. It was in the, at the south end, and Bradford got the corner. And uh, anyway, Royce was sort of on his front post near with the ball. And they made a substitution. This like little Brazilian guy come on, and they must have timed it brilliantly because he just ran to the back post, and they stuck the ball over the top, and you just see Royce really caught off guard, and it was like, it was like, it was like someone picked him up, right, and then made him horizontal, and then pushed him backwards, and then he went <laughs> to the very back post like a like a tube, and then he just. With his hand, just pull it over and flip the ball over the top of the, over the top of the bar, and I've looked everywhere for it on YouTube, and I've never heard the crowd go. <gasps> it just everyone just breathed in and went quiet. Everyone went quiet, and then all of a sudden, everyone went. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's probably the greatest save I've ever seen, and it's probably up there with the performance of Paul Smith. Uh, um, Brentford away on the cut. Did you go to that? that? Yeah, yeah that, that was insane. That. And the most annoying thing about that, that was the same weekend as um, your man was playing for Newcastle at the time. What's his name? The, the, the Newcastle yeah, Norwich keeper, Krull. Uh, Tim Krull. Tim Krull. Yeah. They were all over Krull because he made 14 saves. And it was oh, the same weekend. Yeah. And I was like, 
he's just made 35 amazing saves. And it was quite funny. I can still remember to the day when, um, uh, who was there really tricky forward um, with the, with the bra braids? Uh, uh, Donaldson. Birmingham. Clayton Donaldson. Yes, Wayne, yeah. Donaldson. And I remember when he scored eventually, he powered this one right across the goal. And I remember seeing him go, go, literally look at Paul and go, at last, you know, at last. <laughs> it was incredible. Did you go to the game? Were you at that game? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was game. unbelievable, wasn't it? The, pe the penalty save, isn't it? It's the best penalty save I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, all of it, everything. Even though you can't see when you're at that Brentford end, can you? you can't, if you're at the back yeah. of it, you can't see the goals. Yeah. But they're going to get a new ground and everything, aren't they? So, yeah, but that, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, it's probably the best goalkeeper display I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen a better goal. He, he made about, like you say, about 20 odd saves. It was without <laughs> doubt the, the, the best goalkeeper performance I've ever seen live and yeah. from a South End uh, from a South End goalkeeper. But consistently though, for me, I think Daryl would take it really because Daryl was just consistently phenomenal. And I remember when uh, China, what's it called? Spearmint Rhino, right? It's now, isn't it? In, in, uh, in the Tottenham Court Road. But originally, they tried to make it a stand-up club and um, they did this opening night at the Improv, that's right. And they did an opening night and they, they, you know, they got loads of people to come along. And I remember I was sitting next to, um, what's the lovely fellow who was at Arsenal? He was the um, chairman, David Dean. Oh, yeah. yeah. I sat next to David Dean, right? And I said, I really hate doing this because I don't want him to leave us. I said, but you should really come and look at the South United goalkeeper, Daryl Flaharvin, he's insane. And he went... We've already looked at him. And I went, well, what do you think? You didn't think he was that good? He went, no, he thought he was amazing. And guess what they said? He's too, too small. small. Classic. He's too Adam. small. Yeah. And that's just a, such a sad thing. I sat there and went, it doesn't, it's nonsense. It's nonsense what yeah. you're talking. You know, it's, it's, it's complete nonsense. It's a it's phenomenal. Yeah. He could have played in the Prem. Say again. I, I think he could have played in the Prem. Unbelievable goalkeeper. You know, if he'd been if he'd been like that, that another three inches of wherever it where he needed to be, he definitely would have been. It was steady, steady as they come. And then, of course, he got he got you know towards the end, it all got a bit messy, didn't it? Because he'd obviously got had enough of it, not you know being ignored. I suppose you would. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, yeah. there's a common common theme there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, goalkeepers and getting ignored. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened, what happened with you? Because it's on. It's on your Wikipedia, yeah. ever, ever reliable Wikipedia. That um, was it. Were you 14, 14 years old? You were. You were I was fourteen. I was fourteen, and then we when we finished when I finished that year that I left school, coming up to so I had about six months of YTS as they called it, and then uh, then I, I just got bombed. That was it. Because I wasn't good enough, man. I'd like to say I had a bad injury. But, you know, if, even at that level, you know, you've got to be really, really good. I don't think people realise that, how good, you know, fourth division and even conference players, how good they are, you know. Mm. They're freaking amazing. You play with them. You think, gee, you are some, something else, you know. So, uh, but it, it, when I think the fact that when I started, um, Spinner was, was, was started with me, Spencer Pryor. Yeah. And now he's long, long, long finished. You know, that's how life just can go by. We were two kids, you know, playing. But I always knew that he would go on. He would break through and carry on. But at the time, yeah, it was... What uh, year was that? That would have been, that would have been uh, the end of 87 going... 88, probably. The end of so the beginning was, of 88. 
so was there was there other keepers there with you that sort of that did get kept on and then go on? Yeah, to, Paul Newell sort of was there. Tub, Tubsy played. Paul was there, and he went on then to Orient. Paul did, and then he went on to Darlington. And in fact, I went and saw him play in a in a playoff at Wembley for Darlow. Um, it's quite funny. It's quite funny thinking back on that. So yeah, Paul would have been Paul would have been there. Who would have been the main goalkeeper at that point? Just can't think. Is it so eighty-seven? Wouldn't have been Sammy, would it? No, it wasn't Sammy. Might have been Jim Stannard or someone like that. I can't even think. Everything is moulded up together. It's like a mush. But yeah, Paul, Paul was definitely there. Paul Neal. Because he was from South Woodham as well. So, And his brother was playing at the time. And there was another kid, Froggy, Nicky Thurston. He, uh, he had a few games. He was from Woodham. And there was another kid. Do you remember that other young boy? A lot later on, though, who came from South Woodham Ferris as well. And he played about... Six or seven games, and he was really good, but he just got caught up with being out with his mates and stuff. And he just Scott, Scott, something or something, Scott. Oh, oh it's gonna bug me anyway. What, what, what sort of era? What, what, what sort of year? I reckon around about 96, 7. I can't remember. I mean, that, that was my first season. No, 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 they will be, yeah, yeah. And he, he was, he weren't a bad little player, but he, um, I think he got caught up with girls and booze and that'd be bad, but just, I think it took over from, you know, some people, it, it doesn't guy. suit, does it? It doesn't suit, it didn't really suit me, to be honest with you. For one person who ended up doing what he does for a living, I didn't like that, what he called banter in the dressing room. I hate it. I, I found it a lot of bullying. I didn't like it at all. It is really, and what you were saying earlier about the like the, the polish stuff, like yeah, you yeah, you hear so many stories like that that yeah. that just it just happened. It was just the thing, like the news just story, you got whatever, it, yeah, you the initiation, like yeah, so all that. Speak, Imagine being around being around when like Roy was playing, Roy Madonna and all that. They would have been absolutely right. And, uh, we started with you know, Roy Paul Robertson <laughs> and like Dave Martin and all that lot. But while we're on the subject, how many Dave Martins have played for flipping? Uh, <laughs> How many Dave Martins have played for Millwall? I don't know, that's a really weird question. I think I've had about five Dave Martins. <laughs> One in goal. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't like that. And I'm wondering if that's what's happened with Ted Smith. I don't know. He said he liked the training and stuff. It's a shame about Ted, isn't it? Mm, yeah. love, loves training, but didn't, didn't like playing. Come to the game, though. You know, it's a different ball game, isn't it? Oh, excuse me. It's not it's the same ball game. But, you know, you walk out, uh, you, when you walk out onto that, if you're not if you're not looking for pressure like that, then you don't really want to yeah. do it, do you? The the yeah. thing is though, it's become and it 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 needs to be addressed more, like the the struggles that not just footballers, but like what everyone has with, with mental health these days. And uh, especially at football though, it's like it's so easy, especially for a keeper as well, that like you're stood there. You imagine being stood with all the away fans behind you, like and oh, well, can't well, well, you know how thick football fans can be. Not all of us, you know. Um, you know, boot bits and all that shit. But uh, imagine being Danny Gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how much stick did Danny Gay get, poor son? You know, I would have personally, I, I, I'd have gone a bit, I'd have gone a bit Brazilian and just put Danny on my shirt. I'd have had yeah, to go yeah. for the first name. I know, and he shouldn't be ashamed of it. You shouldn't be ashamed of being gay either. But I mean, you know, football fans are like, oh, I've got to tell you. Two years ago when we played Millwall, I will never forget. You won't be able to put this in because I'm going to swear badly, but I will Are never, ever, I will never, ever. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> when Danny Bentley, who we all know is a great goalie, 
decided to have an absolute terrible game and two of the biggest mares of his career. And then he did the first one. Do you remember? And yeah. they were going, Bentley, Bentley, you're <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> and it went on and on and on, right? And then the best man, I was sitting with my son. He's going, they said, where are they, what are they singing? I said, they're singing Bentley, Bentley, you, you can't. And he's sitting there going, they're not. <laughs> and, I'm going, no, no, they're not. and then he makes another complete balls up and they went on for about 10 minutes and they did not stop singing Bentley you're a <laughs> and in the end it just became hilarious it just yeah. it just it was 2,000 people behind him going Bentley Bentley you're a Bentley <laughs> <laughs> poor man yeah. he's so isn't he's just like he has a howler you know he makes a mistake which gives him a goal and the next thing he's a <laughs> the thing is oh. though, that's obviously where he he does have a very thick skin because he yeah he certainly he, he, he never had two bad games in a row did he and no he didn't know, and he, I remember he's, one he's time doing really well for himself huh? when he's um because you know i sit in i sit in the blue and i sit over by the north bank so i'm in the blue right there you know a lot mm. of the players wives and sit there you know and uh, i remember once his missus losing it in the crowd because someone started a few people started blaming danny right and i and i went to go kind of older on the second, you know what I mean? Like the geezers are unbelievable. Don't start laying at the Danny Bentley. And uh, she she just went ballistic. Bit you to it. <laughs> yeah, she started going. Oh, you know, I don't know why he's here. You people, you know, really give it to him. And I was like, and everyone just went, mm, mm, yeah. having a girl, have a go. Yeah, they say they say can someone pipes up if family member anything like that. Everyone sort of ships themselves a bit. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Well, I tell you what. They, what was it? Uh, last the end of the season, we play. I can't remember who we played, and I pride our club right for where I've sitting. People may argue this. You know, there's one thing that was very disappointing. We won't talk about Cambridge and whatever. But that was that was a shocking thing that happened there. But generally, <laughs> our fans <laughs> shut up. <laughs> generally, generally, our fans are you know spot on, and uh, we played a game there, and then someone someone from up behind me, I think, I'd never seen this lot, lot, lot before, and someone shouted out, right? Some people would say they, they really shouted out, you fat, see you next Tuesday, right? <laughs> but he threw off the pigeons, hold on. <laughs> someone reckons that he shouted out, you know, he didn't, he said, he called him a black <laughs> right, basically. So I turned around and said, shut your mouth, this racist mounted prick, right? And everyone went to me, Terry Leader. Really? <laughs> and I started going, what are you, That's Terry Leader? Then, I'm it. going, yeah. And the stewards didn't do anything. And I was like, wow. When was this? I'm just trying to think what we played against. It was one of the last few games before the Sunderland game. The Rochdale. Uh, it, was, it might have been Rochdale. Yeah, because Rochdale was like rent a firm that day. I don't know where all these lads crawled out the woodwork for that. Right, so that's what it was then. And I was yeah. like... Absolutely. I weren't there. I don't, e, e, you were there, weren't you? I'm not saying oh, that yeah, you, yeah. you heard I was that. But absolutely... there, was, there, were, there was other things that day that were just... Last I was gutted. Week. I was absolutely gutted. Like, we, we don't do that here. This is not what we're about as a club. Yeah. No, and, I was, and I just couldn't believe that. Everyone, I think everyone was telling me at league because they wanted to kick off. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. 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 But I'm like, mate, I'm not having that. I'm not, I'm not having that. Just not yeah, you especially like the the social media world we now live in. You all you got to do is some someone gets that on video, sticks it on Twitter. I'll say, and then Southend are racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Sadly, United you know, races club. You know, and we're not, we are so not that. You know, do you know what I love? My favourite thing is when they go, South End's a shit hole. I want to go home. And some of the clubs that come and sing that, <laughs> yeah. <you're> going, <laughs> are you joking? Scunthorpe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, really? Yeah. It's like we're playing Walsall. There, there, like, yeah. there are some nasty bits. You don't want to probably go, I don't know what your road's like anymore because of the state, but you know. <laughs> my my dad's response to that always is, well, go on then. Like, no, no, one, no one's holding you here. Right? <laughs> See you later. Do you go with your dad a lot then, do you? I, I do, yeah. I, I still go with my dad. Yeah. I was when we that uh, playoff. That was without a doubt that playoff game when Pickett scored that goal is going to be that. That's the greatest moment in my entire life with football because yeah. my mate was there who'd been going with me since we were kids. James, his son was there. My son was there. My dad was with me, um, and my other mate Gary Jackets were there. So the whole little firm there, you know, and. When Pivot scored that goal, I swear to you, I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna faint. Yeah, yeah. Did not all I, all I was in all in slow motion, just watching my son going like that, and my dad <laughs> going, you know, like this, and me just thinking I'm gonna go over it. <laughs> and then when we, when we won, we won that penalties, which was just beautiful. And then the great thing was, you know, people were poking me, going, "Tell it's your song." She saw him and kicked in uh, mine and old Sperling's, you know. I was sitting on the stool at Old Wood <laughs> Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah with the seaside as the sole providers. And I was like going, oh, man, this is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> it was just amazing. It was just... And the other thing is, when I got home, watched it about 50 times, of course you did. But the first time <laughs> I watched it back, which was brilliant, was watching old Ginger. Do you know, Gin you know Ginger Lee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably the most famous hooligan we've ever had, right? <laughs> Not one to celebrate about hooliganism, but it was just hilarious. Just one person out of all the thousands. I know what's coming. I remember we used to stand behind there, the old North Bank, and then we had names for them. It was Ginger, and all these little cronies would be around him. And one of them we used to, funny little bloke, and he was called him Bungle, and that, they were all crazy, but crazy gang they were. I mean, and we played all the shop, and you know, they're like the old troops and all that. And I remember my, my I was standing by one of the girders in the North Bank, and my, my mate suddenly had moved down. And all this is like all the shit, all the shit, dude, and all that. And I'm thinking, what? As, as I was thinking, what's James down there for? He's not saying to me, come on, we better get out of here, because he'd kick right off. Right, then someone just grabbed my head and smashed me into this girder. And the next thing I know, this comes flying over. I'm in tears now because I'm only about from 13 or something. I'm like, oh, and it's just kicking up around us and all that. A lot of just getting all stuck in. It's just, what, it's just, it's just hilarious. Just this just big, fat, old, not they weren't even old, but just these big, greasy blokes fighting these mental military fellas. It was just hilarious, me getting head smashed into the girder. <laughs> I don't remember much of the rest of that all the shot game. No. Um, so me and Scott were talking about actually before, and we couldn't work out what game it was. We, we thought it oh, was... Oh, yeah. We thought it was the Freddie debut, but it turns out it wasn't. But when you got re-signed for a month... No, it was the Freddie debut. Oh, it was the Freddie it debut. Was. It was. So the I, thought, debut. I thought it, it was. Right. It's the story of my life, boys. Literally before before you before you joined, I was I was on soccer base. I was looking up that game. So I was like, I swear it was the Freddie game. I swear it was. I'm got no, I've got so the squads up, and you're not on it. it. No, no. I tell you what, was I, I was I was in the squad. But what happened was, this is the truth. For what happened, right? So I played in the match on Sky One. Right, that was great yeah. fun. Uh, did that. Then of course Flavs is out. Someone else was out. Uh, what was the big Swedish or Norwegian? Uh, Bart, Bart Grimming. Thank you. 
he's out. So they ring up, right? And say, look, why don't we do this thing where you re you know, you sign for South End, right? And it was all on Sky. I was on Sky signing and everything. It was unbelievable, right? It was, it was unbelievable. My phone was going mad. I had Eamon Holmes keep ringing me up going, Terry, please call me about this. It was just really mad. mad. Was <laughs> the most bonkers thing, you know. And it was all, it was all a bit, you know, I thought about big publicity thing, right? But it, it wasn't, it was it was true and it was happening, right? It was all on, like I said, on Sky. And then we get there and I got started training with him and all that until he said to me, look, you know, I'm gonna have to get a keeper in because, and I said to him, I totally, totally agree with you. I said, because this makes a mockery of our league, really. You know, all of a sudden the comedian's now the goalkeeper. So I said to him, look, I'm all, I'm all over this with you, right? So we got Ryan Clark in. And then he had the young, uh, the, he had one of the young boys. Uh, Nicky Morgan. And I, I literally, I, I haven't remember, remembered that name. I've literally got it yeah. about half well hour. Yeah, so Nick, yeah, yeah big, well, I say young, 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 big lad, Nicky. So he said, I'll put Nicky on the bench. And I went, oh, okay, fine. So he said, but we'll do the publicity and you warm up and all that. He said, but, right. and I was totally with Steve because, you know, he's played football all his career and all, I just thought it is a bit mini, right? So, but I sit on the bench, Freddie makes his debut, right? I've got my moment, I'm sitting next to the Eagle, right? Andy Edwards. <laughs> and then that little firm over, in the, you know, the little firm over with the drum and all that over in the, um, in the West Stand. Yeah. I think they're singing Tilly Tilly Give Us a Wave, right? Tilly Tilly Give Us a Wave. And Andy's going to me, <laughs> Andy Edwards are going to me, you're going to give him a wave. And I went, what? He said, look, they're going, Terry, Terry, give us a wave. And I went, oh no. So I did it because I thought they're going to back me off or whatever, you know, but I just sort of waved. And then they all started going, England, England's number one. England. <laughs> so that was really, that was really nice. And of course then, you know, story of my life, it's all about me, isn't it? You know, Freddie completely upstages me. <laughs> <laughs> Seven seconds and a hat trick. Just unbelievable. Then he kicked off over in the corner as well. And the best bit was watching, there was a bit of baby, never forget. He's kicking off, and there's a steward who's in the middle, right? And he's got, they've got one side, he's kind of got pushing back the Swansea fans, and then he's pushing back our fans. And then you could see him think, oh, fuck it. And he just starts landing to the Swansea fans. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. So we had all, all that, all that. Then, of course, Tilly says to me, look, but I'm going to do this for you, right? Because we were flying at the time, if you remember. Mm. And then we got beaten the, um, was it Johnson's paint trophy? Was it Johnson's? Was it Johnson's paint trophy? Uh, was it where we lost a crew or Blackpool? I can't yeah. remember. Anyway, we went out. Blackpool was first. Was it Blackpool? Then we went out, yeah. didn't we? We went out of that and then we tumbled in the league. Do you remember? And I think we went to the playoffs and then, of course, we won 2 1 and uh, Chuffy scored, didn't we? I think it was that year. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But Tilly said to me, he said, look, you know, we're flying. And he said, at the end of the season, there's nothing to play for a game. And he goes, I'm giving you 10. I went, what? He goes, I'm giving you 10 minutes. You know, so you're actually going to, you're actually going to make your debut for South and United, of course. Go, oh, tits up again. <laughs> 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 
That, that would have been unbelievable. Brought, brought you on in a playoff semi-final against Northampton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have been on. But it's just hilarious how that happens to me. I remember I got a part. I got a part. We're going to play Tonka. I was going to play Tonka in uh, in um, Harry Bassett. Right. So I've got a part. I'm playing the part. I've been asked. These were the times when I actually got asked to do things, and because uh, I was sort of hot at the time, if you like. And um, <laughs> in uh, and uh, a certain actor who played the lead. Uh, Took a disliking to me, so I got the fucking tin tap, didn't I? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> so that's the story of my life. I was like, so I should have been playing Tonka in that film, but um, I won't mention the actor's name. But yeah, yeah, we, did, we worked some scenes and what have you, and uh, he, he decided they rang that and said, "Look, um, I'm, I'm afraid that a certain Mr. T don't want you." So I was like, "What? Can he do that?" Well, of course he can, because he was at the time, you know, he was big, big, big bananas, wasn't he? Yeah. What didn't didn't like sort of way you were acting or just didn't didn't like didn't you? just didn't didn't fancy. Could have been my acting, could have been my attitude. I don't know. I, I think I'm quite a nice bloke, but I didn't I didn't feel in any way. You know, I didn't feel there was any any animosity between us. I didn't. You know, but I've had a few falling outs with some. Uh, Leslie Phillips is the best one. I mean, I did this thing for Mars Bar, right? Okay, it was for Mars. It was a student tour. It was me. Him, ding dong, right? And uh, who's the, uh, what's the nice girl? What's her name? That girl who was found on Brighton Beach. Not like that. That sounds like someone who's dead, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Linda, Lucy, Lucy Pinder. That was her name, wasn't it? Oh, Lucy yeah. Pinder, do you remember her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely girl. So it was me, her, and Phillips, right? So we get to this thing and we're doing, we're going to do this tour of these student unions for miles. And, uh, you know, I'd been with these people working out this game show thing that we're doing. And then, we all turn up and he turns up for the first time. Nice to meet you, Leslie, and all that. And I said, right, what we're going to do, guys, is, and he goes, excuse me, who are you? And I went, what? He went, who are you? I said, well, Terry. I said, I'm hosting the thing. He goes, why are you? Why are you telling me what to do? Right? And I was going, <laughs> no, this is all good. And then it went, wrong, big time. We had to be called up to these big people at Mars and sat down together. Like and like and told to be behave, and I was like, oh my god! And I'm sitting next to Leslie Phillips, and he's going, who is he? And I went, my <laughs> name is Terry, you know. And he's going, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about who you are. And I went, I said, are you for real? I said, you're Leslie Phillips. You're a, a British icon. I said, icon. Listen to it, icon. I said, you're a, a movie legend. He goes, oh, legend, am I? Legend. Oh, mate. Anyway, this story's not going to go much further than like what I've just told you. I think someone needs to die in it. I mean, if it ended up with me killing Messi Phillips, this would be interesting. Wouldn't it? it doesn't. It doesn't. But yeah, so I don't know. I can. I can. I've got getting so many scrapes. Who are you? Who are you? I can. Um. I. I can actually remember you in London's Burning. Charlie Mead. Yeah, I used to love London's Burning because if I if I weren't gonna if I weren't gonna be a footballer when I was a kid, I was gonna be a fireman, and I ended up being neighbour. So that came about. Tony Wood asked me to um, to do it. There was talk of me going into EastEnders at that time. Funny enough, and I never really wanted to do EastEnders or anything, but there was a talk of it, and um, he said, "Well, look, don't go into that because he was a producer." Producer Tony Wood. And Tony Wood is the guy who made Towie. He's the guy who invented and, well, nicked it and made it massively successful in this country. And he said, why don't you uh, come on London's Burning? I went, I don't really want to do that. And he wind and died me. You know, I went, all right. And uh, then I went, all right, I'll do it. So, 
and didn't get paid very well in it. Um, but my agent at the time, Addison, who sadly died now, was like, don't worry about it, move on to good things. Like, you know, I'm sure the old actor and all that. I did the old lots of good movie stuff. And I was like, okay. And uh, of course, I was a bit lost in it. But I worked out that the appliances, the fire engines, right, because I heard things, were getting paid three times as much as I was. Did you, did the, you the, rent, the rent for the fire engines, for the fire trucks, was did three you, times you, more than I was getting paid. But it was good fun though, and we did it all. We all down at Orient, weren't we? So we we because it used to be in the South Orange at the field, but the last series were all done over. At, um, so we used to we used to um, park up at the O's ground, which was interesting, having stones thrown at us now and again. <laughs> Is it true yeah. you always try to get some sort of? Southend related hint into your TV. Yeah, right? yeah. I can remember I the one in London's burning. I, I remember a scene. I don't know how the hell I remember this, but you were. I can't remember if you were like going on a date with some with a girl or whatever. Yeah, and like, she, and she was like, it cut. Yeah, it cuts to the scene, and she was like, I didn't even know South had a football team or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Christ yeah. knows how the hell I remember that. <laughs> I've got it in loads of things. When I when I was when I was hosting stuff on telly, I remember I even wore a Southend United shirt when I did a show with Lulu. I was doing a show with Lulu, and I managed <laughs> to get a Southend shirt on it. Funny enough, I just put a clip up today of me on the Ian Wright show, which was flipping in nineteen ninety nine, right? twenty one years ago, and I wore I wore a shirt on there. And I remember Beardy, uh, Mark Beard saying to me, "Is that my shirt?" And I was like, "No, it wasn't." The club gave it to me. <laughs> You know, I remember ringing the club going, can you give me a shirt for this show? And they were a bit like, oh, well, you know, what's the money? So I'm going on, I'm going on these shows, man, you know, I'm promoting the club. So yeah, I've got it in loads of times. EastEnders was the best one, though. I've got it in there quite a lot of times. So that was funny, because they'd always say, can you have a little bit of conversation leading into this scene? So uh, the kid who played my son, I was, I played a QPR fan in it, because they said, what team are you going to be a football fan? So pick a team. So I went, well, he's supposed to be from West London. I said, everyone, I'm not, I'm not, not, not going to do West Ham. That's not going to happen. <laughs> just, no, that's just not going to happen. Right? Um, and then uh, I went, oh, okay. I thought, I thought, you know, QPR, I've got a few friends, QPR players, people have played there. You know, I've got a mate who used to be the announcer there, Billy, Billy Rice and what I did. And um, I thought, uh, you know, yeah, I'll do that. And so we used to do this thing when I would go to him, my son in it, I'd say, uh, I said, oh, we got a tough one the weekend. He'd go, yeah, but South End, I'd go, look, listen, you know, they got so-and-so in goal. They got flown in, so-and-so right back, left back. Not a team that we mess with. Ain't going to be a push over this one. So, we'd get all, so I'd get players' names in there as well. There's <laughs> always get something South End. Yeah, a lot of times I have delivery got it in there, yeah. That's brilliant. I love that. Yeah, that's love <laughs> yeah. what, what have you made of uh, the last three to four years of this South End, the last three years of struggle, should we say? Well, I think, you know, what I said, I think when, when, when Cavendish went, I think that was a big nightmare. I, I know that um, uh, Gary, Gary Locke tried, didn't he, to do a bit with it, but that, that wouldn't work out. And I, don't, I think there was mixed, you know, things with other people at the club. I'm not going to mention any names, of course. Um, I think I don't. I don't know. You know, as far as Ron is concerned, what, what, what where he is, where he wants to be as a as a person, really, and where he wants to take the club. I think you know where we're living now in the day and times that we're living. You know, not, not a Corona living. I mean, as in 
you know, football really does reflect society, doesn't it? And I think, you know, there's going to have to be a big money injection for us to keep going and all clubs to keep going, really. So, and I think a bit more management would help with that. Me personally, with the managers, I never, ever understood the Kevin Bond thing. I didn't know if they, you know, certain people wanted to have Harry Redknapp around. Yeah, maybe it was they wanted the celebrity of Harry. I don't know. Um, I found that a really weird one. I think, of course, it's hard for me to talk about Pauli because he's a really good mate of mine. I think he was very unlucky with, with a lot of injuries, you know. But if I was going to give the job to someone again and try and get steer the ship, I would have put Tilly back in charge personally and maybe have Adam with him. Um, if I'm completely honest, so I was texting the two of them all the time going, what are you two doing? You need to get down a club and get this job, you know, because I know they're both up for it to do it together. Yeah, maybe no, Kevin there as well, you know, uh, maybe Kevin, but I'd, I mean, people were saying about, I was talking rubbish about Tilly, you know, we've already been down that. But Tilly, if you look at Tilly's failure, Tilly's failure was the fact that Ron sold everybody. That was Tilly's <laughs> failure. He wasn't that it was bad management. And I've been lucky to be in certain dressing rooms with different managers. And Tim was fantastic with the players. The way he would talk to players was, in, was second to none. You know, I've never seen a manager, he would never bollock anyone. He'd be saying, you're doing that really well. We're always full of encouragement to a player. And then he'd go, but can you just get a little bit tight on him? You know, just pick up the game, you're a little bit slack on that and all. Because, you know, no footballer walks out on a pitch deliberately to be crap. So even if no. someone's having a bad game, he, he, would never, he would never single someone out. He would always encourage that's the brilliant thing. I found like with Hugh there, didn't I? I thought he always encourages. <laughs> but, um, it, and that's, that's what I love about, about, about Tilly. And uh, again, okay, he's a good mate of mine, but I still think Steve Tilson. And to be fair, you know, when we look back now, you know, Phil Brown didn't do that bad a job, really, did he? When we, when we look at it in hindsight, I mean, you know, love or hate Phil Brown, you, you'd take him over what came after, wouldn't you? I mean, you would. It, oh, yeah. You know, and it was funny because I walked into, I went to a, a dinner, I'm very good friends with, um, with Jonathan Pierce. So I always go to the writers' do's and all that with Jonathan and meet up with like Hawksby and Jacobs and all that. So got good friends like that. I get to go to all these nice things, right? And I remember walking in, it was the one where Pele was supposed to be talking. It was a guest of one of them. He didn't come over because he was, he was not well. Yeah. And I remember he'd just been sacked, and I literally walked in this door, right? And he looked up from the table and he said that straight into my face. And I went, ah. And he went, oh, fuck. <laughs> all the people I want to see is you. Said, you'll be all right. You'll get a job soon. So, uh, you, know, you know the story about what I saved him, don't you? No. I went to, we played Oxford, right? And my friend had a box to Oxford. And he said, come to the game. He said, look, come down to my pub. He said, do, do a little gig for charity first. And he said, the good, good thing. And I said, all right. So we did this little charity, 30 minutes, and it was actually good fun. And then we went to the game. And I'm standing in this box. And the box, if I look down, right, in front of me, you've got, you've got Phil Brown there on the left-hand side. And on the right-hand side, you had your man who is now um, second in charge somewhere else. Doesn't really matter. But I kept shouting out for a laugh. Get Jack Payne on. Get Jack Payne on. And I could see Phil... I could just see him sort of thinking, who, who is that? Keep shouting that down, man. <laughs> shut up, shut up, sit down for the phone. I was going, ah, but so I thought it was going, get Jack Payne on, get Jack Payne on. So eventually he puts on Jack Payne. I think I was right. I think the whole game turned around when Jack Payne came on. Of course, then Phil gets sent off, if you remember, he gets sent to the, yeah. to the he gets sent to the stands 
he sits down, and I think he's a bit of a bottle job, to be honest with you, right? He sits down next to this big geezer, right? Starts giving him shit. And you can see Phil going, I can't see it, can I? They're all giving him shit, man. And I'm going, Phil, Phil, Phil. And he turns around and sees me. I said, look, it's me. It's, it's Terry Alderton. It's Terry, Terry from EastEnders, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you, you took it out Terry Alderton, right? So he comes up. And then he's like, we're like two kids scrumping. He's trying to get his leg over the wall, and I'm pulling him over this wall. <laughs> and he gets over, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so pleased about that. He said, because that big boy's going to fucking punch me fierce. And, and, and then the best thing was, I think it wasn't very long, and then we went down, and I went down, and I said, yeah, I'm just going to go and check everything is all right. So I went down the tunnel, I walked in, and Phil's going, have some grub. And um, when I walked in, I remember, um, uh, what, was, what was that? No, Deegan, Deegan. He was giggling his head off. He's a funny little thing, right? And um, he said, and then Phil went, I can't, I can't believe it. He said, I'm, I've got to do a press conference with Chris, Chris, uh, Chris in a minute. He said, I'm going to have to tell him that I got rescued by Terry from EastEnders. And I thought, oh God, it's like Barry from EastEnders, isn't it? Terry from <laughs> EastEnders. Terry. Who is Terry from EastEnders? So that was that. I saved Phil Brown that day. I mean, I said I saved him, but you know. Saved him from humiliation. Yeah. So, but yeah, going back over what you, your first question, yeah, it's a it's a mess. It's a complete mess. It's an and I hate it. And I hate it so much. You know, we've conceded more. I think with this a record, and it's got to be a record with any club, not just South End. The amount of games we conceded this year. Be getting there. Yeah. I mean, there was one point we conceded. I mean, it was like two point nine goals a game. So three goals a game. Fucking <laughs> you know, we being beat 4 0 and 3 0 and the games as well, where you go, oh, we're 1 0 up. And I can't remember what game it was. I wouldn't wait for it. And then we lost 4 1. I can't remember that was going towards the end there. But, you know, for me, I'll speak out of term here. Campbell, not for me, man. Sol Campbell, not for me. Not for me. Not for me. He's seen some of the selfies he takes of himself. Yeah, he's thing, an odd one. <laughs> yeah, odd one. Look, look, listen, his monetary business is not my business, right? But he's rumoured to be worth 50 million, right? Mm. And he's going, well, we can't get players in. And I've heard what he's on. And I'm thinking, well, why don't you take your wages and get some players in and do it for nothing if you're just doing it for the love of it? Because you're worth fortunes, you know. Yeah. Anyone listening to that, I just think I'm talking out my ass. Probably I am, but he's <laughs> not for me. He's not for me. And that's what I'm saying. If you'd had Steve involved, you know, I know there was a lot of trouble. I think, you know, we, we, with Ranger, I know that Steve kept Ranger really in check you know that's why we had Ranger for so long because mm. you know Steve kept him you know in check and of course then the rest of that is history as well mm. yeah which is a shame but we never replaced anyone I mean we haven't replaced Lenny we never replaced no. I mean Dave Worrell's career went to shit after Plessis Art but for us he was brilliant we never replaced Worrell we never we never replaced Timlin and should never let I mean that one was criminal he should never have let him go. He was the best utility player we had. Of course, then Cokes. I mean, Cokers, just brilliant. I'm going to be a first division player. 28, and the biggest club you play for is South End. I don't, you know, you're resilient there, son. You know, and I did love Coker. I loved him. And, you know, I wish he hadn't gone, but, you know, this is life, isn't it? And he, he's got, yeah. but we never replaced any of these people. Yeah, you, you are, you're Tim, spot on. There's so many we just haven't replaced. Tim would have dropped in there. So nothing got replaced. The signings were, I mean, it was the kid that we got from Kilmarnock who came on loan. Oh, Bob always goes on about how to, we never signed him. 
we never, oh, let me ask him quick, Bo! Bo! <laughs> <laughs> I can't think who that is. No, I think, no. Oh, um, the Yeah, what was his name? Yeah, the first winner, what was his name? Do you remember? I can't think. He's forgotten. He's usually brilliant at that. Um, He's let me down. Can't remember. Who Beginning of the season, time? he was a, a little black uh, on the right wing, I think it was. He was rapid. I'm thinking he came from Kilmarnock. And I. Oh, Oh, he came from Dagenham, did he? Which means he came from Dagenham. They, they didn't sign him, you know, uh, Bond didn't fat. Oh, he came from Peterborough, he came from Peterborough. Oh, what the oh, one we didn't sign? I know what you mean now. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of his name, but I, I don't, it was this summer, wasn't it? Usually he's must have been. And the other one, you know, there was other people I remember, who I know there was sniffs about, like Jody Jones, you know, and... When I went and saw us play at Dagenham, it was suddenly down the road to me, and I went watching Jody Jones come and he was 17, and there was a sniff that, you know, he might possibly yeah. be. And they were the little things I would go, well, you know, and he ends up at Coventry, you know. Good for us. Missing, yeah. shut up, missing out on them. Um, just the scouting is scouting's weird. We, we, we don't seem to, there's so many players down the years that are local. Like, how, how the hell we've never had Ricky Harms, I'll never know. How, how have we never had him? In there, what happens when when we all know that that you know uh, you know Coxy, everybody loves Cox. Hey, <laughs> um, you know when 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 that game was up, you know you thought that they would have known that, and then got. I mean, he's older homes now. I know, but he's still flipping brilliant. He's mm. from Rayleigh or somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. And I, I mean, all right, we had Adam. He's from Rayleigh, but what? Isaac Ricketts. Isaac Ricketts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, remember, I remember him now. So, yeah, there's, um, it's, yeah, I just think it's being badly run, isn't it? And obviously it's no one's fault apart from, you know, I just think Ron, bless him, I just think he's biting off too much and I, I think he should have tried to hand it over to someone else, but maybe he wants to save money. I don't know what his financial situation is, you know. Yeah, but the, on, um, on Seoul, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not totally sold have you seen him. Have like... seen the selfies? He's <coughs> selfies, man. <laughs> it's like a it's like a teenage girl, like, and the, the I, way I he captions it. But I'm I'm not listening. You know, um, we not, we need we need some stability. That's been the biggest problem over the last sort of four years. We've had 100%. more managers in the last four years than we had in the previous fourteen years or something like that. Mm. So we we need to desperately get back to some form of stability. The the danger I think we've got this time around is well, first I don't think we'll sack Campbell because I surely don't think we can afford to, even if we wanted to. I think there's a good, uh, greater chance he'll end up walking away because he'll get fed up with not being able to sign a player. Well, let's hope so, because from what I've heard, he's on some dough. That's yeah, he's so... Big dough, man, so... I think, I think the only way he goes is if he walks. And then, and then again, we're, we're, we're still unstable. Mm. It's, it's a big concern. I don't see... Listen, forget the coronavirus lockdown. I think... We're we're far from out of this this no, I think spiral. I think it's. I, I remember saying a long time ago about House of Cards. You know, when Stockport folded and then um, Hereford folded, and I said, you know, this is going to keep going unless unless it gets backed. You know, yeah. from the bigger clubs. And of course, you know, this season's happened the way it has. But previous to the season, of course, what with Berry, you know. Yeah. If stop if that can happen to Stockport and to to a degree uh, Tranmere as well, I think struggled. Bournemouth is a is a story where they were 
Bournemouth two minutes ago were painting their own stands and had nothing. I mean, nothing. But someone's come in and, and given them money. And I just think, unfortunately, the world we're living in now, that's, that's the only way it can survive, you know. And what doesn't help is this whole ground thing, you know, it's just dragging its feet. And we all know that, you know, if you put a 22,000-seater in, in South End and the team's doing well, they'll they sell that ground now. They'll sell it out every week. No. What? I was at Buckley. I thought you'd tell me no, that I, they wouldn't sell out. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> you know there's no one there. No, no, it's, no one exists in here. It's just all me. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, that dragging, is, dragging the feet with the ground, you know, that's another thing that's getting on everyone's nerves. You know, then you hear rumours that it's going to cost, what is it, 185 million or something? You're like, going, what? You know, but to have these corporate rooms and, and keep it afloat like that, I think these are important things. Plus, you know, uh, it's not like we're Hull or we're um, Plymouth. You know, it's we're not that far from London. So players are going to come and play for us. Yeah. You know, you're going to get good players going, well, I can still live in, you know, Barnet and... Uh, Jump on the train, yeah. Jump on the train. So I, I think it's it's all positive. And I do know, as I mentioned by mistake on TalkSport, <laughs> I do know an ex-Premier League player that's trying to get a consortium together, which I can't tell you. But, you know, it's, it's he's one of his friends is very, very wealthy. But it's going to take more than just him. It's going to, you know, have to be other people. And I've, I've been trying with my, uh, my very wealthy friends as well. But the problem is they don't, they don't want to get involved too much in football because, you know, there have been death threats and stuff, you know, and people get threatened and and they don't want to borrow that, which is a real shame. It's a real shame. One of my friends in particular is very, very wealthy, but he's saying his ex-brother-in-law uh, bought into Dagenham and he got so much, and he, he saved them. And he got mm. so much threats and he's like, oh my God. So my one of my friends was like, I don't really want to borrow this, so... It's going to have to be someone who's really into the club. You know, I went, I went with you bang again. Don't know why. Someone who's really into the club. <laughs> Don't know why I did that. Um, you know, and I think that's what I think that's what's going to have to happen. And I think it's going to have to be a whole new regime as well. I think it needs to start afresh, totally. You know, mm. and no disrespect to Ron. You know, Ron gets a bad press now. And you know, if Ron hadn't come in all those years ago, you know, there's so many times this club would have gone under. You know, it does get a bad press and it can't be easy to run a football club, you know, and keep it going financially and everything. So I've got to be honest with you, I'm, I might get shut down for this, but, I, you know, I feel a bit sorry for Ron, really, because, you know, when, when he and his partners first came in just to buy the club and make money out of the ground, he actually sort of fell in love with the whole thing, didn't he? So, and, uh, and didn't let that happen. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but, I agree with you. I, 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 do feel, I kind of feel sorry for him as well. I think I think people should never go at Ron too much. I think he's yeah he's you know it's not easy, is it? You want to run it's better, the, better the devil you know sometimes, isn't it? Better the devil you know, but maybe it's time for just a whole new change. You know, yeah. whole, No, uh, I totally I totally agree. I, I, I think know, it's the ideal be sales. Oh, well, he's you know, not. They, he's, he's not a young man anymore, is he? Like, uh, how old is Ron now? He's, well, he's not be that old, but he's going to be pushing. He must be in his sixties. He's not old, old, but yeah. um. He's a toboggan champion. Stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tobogganist. I can't believe it was a tobogganist. I thought someone was winding me up. Well, he's not I, a I did. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> no, I looked it up. He was. He was an Olympiad. 
Olympian, yeah. whatever you call it. Olympian, oh, Olympian. But um, yeah, so I, I'm never, I never run anyone down. You know, I, I, I truly believe everyone's trying to do their best because, you know, there was money to be made out of that ground. And they, I think the, the rumours always hear that Southend Council will say there has to be a football club in Southend. But, you know, look what happens to Brighton. They were playing at a, a silly little running track. So there's no way to say you could have sold that ground for millions and yeah. gone, oh, you're playing there now. Yeah. In that park. So we'll never know. We'll never know everything. We never will. We'll, we'll, no. We will never know. On the stadium, though, listen, I know the plans have changed hundreds of times, but I think you just you just want to see it start now, don't you? I'd love to drive down there like it's... I, I coach a football team. When I drive over there, I drive past where the site would be, and I'd love it every Saturday morning to just drive past it's that and see, and, and see this being built. Just to finally see it being built, it would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? I will be very sad when we lose, we lose, we leave Roots Hall. I've been absolutely gutted. But every time I turn up to games, I go, "This is such a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a shit round." And I love it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's bit weird, like Britain, isn't it? Isn't it? It's, it's just like the Brit. It's just like us English. Isn't it? It's a rickety <laughs> old love of shit, right? And it's a mess, but. You can't help loving it, can you? You can't help, you can't help waiting to get back. You know, it's like when you go to Spain or you go to Barbados or somewhere really beautiful or, or you know, some swanky part of New York and you're thinking, God, you know what I miss? That shitty old fucking Essex hole. I can't <laughs> wait to get back. You know, you get off that plane and you like see some miserable, you know, security guard looking at you going, oh, I'm back. And it's got miserable weather, but you kind of love it. And that's a bit like a bit cool. I love it. I love it. I love the miserable staff. I love the, the girls selling the burgers who haven't got, they don't give a shit about anything but you know, £7.80 or whatever it is they're earning that spare plate of them. I love everything about it. I love that Frankie Banks is there with the same haircut since 1955. <laughs> I love everything about it. And then seeing old, um, seeing old Crowley come out after he's done his little bit and the in the in the thing, looking like um, looking at Rigsby, looks like Rigsby. Oh, God, it? It looks like Rigsby. So uh, I love I love that I love that ground so much, man. And I love where I sit. And I, I just being a Southend United fan is just I just it's it's the it's my thing. It's my one thing out of me being the comedian and the, and the dad and everything. You know, it's my and it's it's even even the mouse man, even the mouse man. <laughs> you know, even my. My even my window cleaner who lives in Waltham Abbey is a South End fan. That was just by chance. I didn't do that. When I kennel my dogs, the name of the road they go they go to South End Kennels on South End Road. That's coincidental, but that you know that's where I'm at. Man. They honestly do. If you want to look it up, you can. It's down in um, <laughs> it's down in Epping, South End Kennel. So um. What would be your all-time South in eleven if you had to pick one? Oh, that's not fair. You know, we'll do a four-four-two with you know standard wingers. That's really not fair. That's not no, fair. I hadn't even thought to ask you this. Well, goalkeepers again, haven't we? We've got goalkeeper problem again. I'm going to go with Flatton though. I think just purely because I just think for me, Flat. I used to love watching Flats play. And he was always for me. He won three times, wasn't he? Player of the season, I think, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Three, two, or three times. Um, consistent. Uh, you know, when his brother sadly died, he still turned out that Saturday and played. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, flat oh, no, flabs in goal. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Have, I'm gonna have to have um, Paul Clark at the back. Man. I'm gonna have Clark. He's got to be in there. I have to have Clark in there. Uh, definitely. I'll have I'll have Pally out on the left. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? I mean, there's so many right right wing players I can think of who've been brilliant over the time. But I'm I'm gonna give that spot to. And I'll tell you why first, because he's just, I just love him as a footballer. And I love that, I love that he goes out and puts things on Instagram of him in a field with cows and shit. shit and he's big long bike rides and he's broken his arm twice for the club. So I probably just because, you know, out of loyalty, I put Johnny White there. Right yeah. back. <laughs> and then the other set of spot, of course, it's going to have to be Adam, isn't it? It's got to be Adam Barrow right, on that other spot. Uh, in the middle, God, this is tough. These are, isn't it? <laughs> See, this thing is, you've got the utility players that have been brilliant, haven't you? You know, and you've got, you know, so you know, I would want to start putting Tilly in there as one of the greatest utility players we've ever had. Steve Tilson, you know, and uh, I'm definitely going to put Kevin Mayer in there. I loved Kevin Mayer. Kevin Mayer was fantastic. Brilliant. And. And for nostalgia's sake, I'm going to put Glenn, Glenn Pennyfather. Um, we're going to put Glenn. He's going to real swap around there, won't he? Let's put Glenn out on the left. We'll put, we're doing 4 4 2. We're Glenn out on the left. Well, it's up to you. Short team. Short team. It's up to you. Oh, yeah. See, I'm doing it because of the people I love. Just, oh, yeah, but hold on. We've got, oh, this, this is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> See, up front, who do you have? Billy Best up front? Who do you have? Do you have, do you have, you're going to have that Freddie and do you, definitely going to have Freddie up there. There's no doubt about that. No, do you know, uh, oh, you know, no, maybe out on the left wing, I might have Mark Gowie, you know. It's hard, this is hard, this is really hard. <laughs> um, you know, I, oh, I could put Roy McDonough in there somewhere, could we? Shane Wesley. Hold on, we've got, hold on, we've got Brett Angel. <laughs> We've got, what's his name? It is oh, hard. We've got, we've got Austin as well. What do we do? This is impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. Benji. Uh, Andy Answer. Oh, it's impossible. I'm going to be rubbish. And, and to be fair, we, 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 when you spell it all out like that, it is, it is hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's really hard. And then I go right back to the flipping old, really old ages, you know, like I'm saying about Billy Best and people like that. I mean, Steve, Steve the Inch, Phillips. Steve, he had the biggest legs in the world. Unbelievable. <laughs> Steve Phillips, I don't know. Oh, that's too much. It's too much. Oh, that, <laughs> back, that back line, though, you know. It's a solid back four. Yeah. Back five. But then I'm thinking of others. I'm thinking of others that you could stick in there as well. You know, I mean, like, uh, uh, what was his name? Peter, Peter um, thingy. Who, who was the one who scored the, the equaliser at Chelsea? Uh, Peter Clark. Yeah, Clarkey. People like that. We've been. Duncan Jones, Riverdance, we used to call him. Ricky Otto as well. Ricky Otto. Ronnie Whelan. It's too hard. It's too hard. My mate listened to us. He killed me now. We're going, why don't you mention me? Feel good, mate. There you go. Good mate as a manager, then. You would like to pick your best 11. I'd be terrible. I'd do it. 
I definitely, I definitely, I definitely go Paul Clark and and, um, and Adam at the back. No, no doubt about that. Yeah. To be fair, you you, you, you rolled off the back four pretty easily. That's a quite a quite a solid. Yeah, and I'd go for I'd go for Johnny White because I just love Johnny White. He's steady, you know, he's a gentleman. No, I, I, I love John White. I, I think he must it. be an absolute dream to manage. I don't, I don't know. But just from the outside yeah. looking in, I think he, well, he must be a dream. Yeah, well, he's a bright man, isn't he? He's not silly. Yeah, absolute pro. Because we've had about five managers now that have put him in the team. So he's obviously yeah. very coachable. Yeah. And, yeah. What's your favourite goal? Favourite goal? Wow. What's your favourite or, or, or best, best, best goal oh, I've seen? Without a shadow of a doubt, the best goal I've seen. Let's go Screamers. Let's go Screamers first. Alan McCormack's volley at Preston. Best goal I've seen in the flesh, without a doubt. Yes, yes. What's the goal? And I know Alan really well. This one. That was it. Yeah, I was there for that as well. That was an absolute screamer. He's nothing like he's on the pitch there. That is a great goal. I'll tell you another one. Do you remember Surly's goal? It was right over on the from where I was sitting. Yeah, It was right on the halfway line, and he just. Hit it from the left-hand side, West Bank, right across to the other top corner. And also, Johnny Nielsen's goal. Do you remember that one? It was a right washer. It might be before your time, Johnny yeah. Nielsen. It was just cut over the halfway line, directly in front of the goal. He hit it, and the ball went, you know, it goes, it just rose. And lovely. Right, what's your favourite favorite goal, though? Like Feel-good goal. Yeah. I mean, if you don't pick Piggott's goal, I mean, come on. That one. And Go on, with not knowing the goal scorer, the drawing goal against Colchester when we were three-one down. That is one of the greatest moments. That was another time I nearly lost me shit. I went mad. I went down. I went down. I went down. I going screaming, "You!" <laughs> Absolutely horrendous. And that was also the same. The next season, I think I've got to give it to Colgate actually. Is when they sung that brilliant song to us. What's that coming over the yeah. hill? It's relegation. Well, you got to give them that one. Piggott's goal was unbelievable. Three, three, and they're all like they're all really memorable. Like a lot of people would have these in their top three. Is that Joe Piggott one? Yeah. The Humphreys goal against Sunderland last year. Oh yeah, because that was we were like you're dead and buried. That's like two minutes. Two minutes. Not only two minutes of the game left. Two minutes of the season left. Yeah. Well, you know, and, after that game, he texts he texts uh, Powley. Don't tell anyone I told you this. He texted Pauly on a podcast. He texted Pauly and said that one, that one was for you, Gaffer. I oh, did it. Oh, that's it's quite nice. It's quite nice, I guess. But he did sign him, I guess. That's didn't a great play. He shouldn't be playing in this league, man. Nah. It's what I, honestly, I so so wish he could stay fit. It's like it's because it's not even you can't even get annoyed with him because he's he's not like pulling hamstrings every game. He's like he's getting his face smashed in. So you feel so sorry for him because he keeps getting these horrendous injuries. Unbelievable. He can't, he can't breathe properly. He's got to wear a soppy mask. And you just think, yeah, if he could get like, completely fit, he'd blow this league away. Absolutely. We wouldn't keep him. No. Yeah. Absolutely... Oh. Sorry, anyway, I interrupted. Well, then what was your third, the third goal? Uh, Duncan Jupp at Cardiff. Oh, Jupp. That was amazing, that. Love Jupp. Yeah. That was a Cardiff. He, do you know, he's, he's, still, he's still so humble about that. He's I remember, such a um, lovely man. He, he, he's a nice bloke. We because uh, there was that charity game just over a year ago, wasn't there? Um, got oh, the yeah, two the, teams back together. The, yes. Um, yes. I had a chat with Juppie in the bar after that game, and he's still he's still so like humble that people want to come and talk to him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, he's, he's such a, a nice person. bloke. <laughs> he's a PE teacher, though, isn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a lovely boy, Jack. But I'll tell you what also freaks me out is when you see uh, Freddie's boy, when you see Freddie yeah. Eastwood's son. It's ridiculous. Because like I saw him, he was about 10, and we were, we were at Burton, and he's, he was with his granddad, of course, Freddie's dad. And Freddie's dad. Got Freddie. <laughs> yeah, another Freddie. So Freddie's dad, who was his Freddie's dad, and also the granddad, and he was about, I don't know, 32. <laughs> um, and uh, I've been trying to work on Tyson Fury actually, but I don't know if I get Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ, best fighter. Anyway, um, uh, I saw him as bat 10, and then I saw him, I think, last season before this one, and I could not believe one how much he'd grown. But I was just like, You look, you are you're your dad. I mean, you look yeah. exactly. Weird. Like his dad. It's, it's insane. Freaky. It's scary. Freaky. And, and if he comes through and he comes good, wouldn't that be brilliant? If he comes through and they've got Freddie Eastwood playing for us again, mm. looking like Freddie Eastwood did. It's <laughs> a bit near wonky, get, isn't it? Yeah, you get Tilly back in as manager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Freddie. I remember Tilly, I always used to say we had this row. It wasn't a row, it was a heat thing. I'd say, listen, you've got to get those players wearing studs, man, because this blade shit, you know, they're all falling <laughs> over all the time. And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I can't remember the game. I think it might have been the cup final of Johnson's Pants against Crew. And then, you know, Freddie came off and changed his boots. Do you remember that? He came off I, remember, I remember him changing his boots, no. Yeah, he came off, changed his boots and came back on again. And then t- until he went to me, yeah, yeah, well, what do you think he did? You know what he did? He put his blades on. Because <laughs> he was falling over in his studs. And I went, really? And he went, yes, yeah. so you can shut up about that now, can't you? <laughs> put his blades on. So yeah, but what a player, what a player. But I loved it when him and Gower. That 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 whole Gower and um and Maya and and Freddie and all that, that that I loved that team so much. Yeah, that was a class team that. As I said, like we've I know we've got promoted again since then in twenty fifteen. And that, don't get me wrong, that was a great team as well, but yeah, you, you can't top a title winning team. We won the league with that team that that team. And then the only other time that was it's, it's exciting, of course, like going back to Brett Angel and Ricky and all that, Ricky Otto and Pauli and, and Andy Answer, you know, and I've spoke to, in fact, every time I see Barry Fry, he always says to me, shouldn't have left, should I? I shouldn't have left, I shouldn't have left, I shouldn't have left, because he still regrets it to this day that he went, because he, he, he firmly believes that, that that team would have gone up. And I think yeah, it would have said that well. he thinks we could have got to the Prem. Well, I think what, they would have. I think they would have done it. First division, then. First division, but I think they would have done it. I definitely do because if you watch, I because of course lockdown, I've been watching loads of stuff on YouTube, and I watched that season, and then of course that brilliant game against uh, Millwall when they smashed Millwall. You know, that was the first game, first competitive game at the New Den. That was right. Yeah, little bit of crap information for you. Oh, what on the um on the yeah, we, we smashed it. I think we beat four one, didn't we? Yeah, I've seen that. It's on that South in History YouTube account, is it? South in History? Yes, yeah. But you can watch the whole game. To be fair, they, they, they've, they've been uploading loads, to be fair. Yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. I was, uh, I was about when this all started, I thought, right, I'm not going to I was in Saturday. I went and I made a bacon sandwich and then I went, right, I just sat and binge watched loads of South End games. Loved it. <laughs> bacon sandwich, South End games. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. So I kind of thought, if I'm not going to watch these videos now, I'm never going to watch them. No, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you want to do it now, yeah. Yeah, and I, I flipping. And you, and you forget things as well. You're like, oh my God, I forgot all about that player. You know, these players you completely forget about. Or players you just go, I don't even remember you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'd quite like to go in and watch stuff that was before my time. 
yeah so the, the yeah. early 90s stuff i'd, I'd, I'd love yeah, to yeah. go in and watch all that yeah 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 because people I, speak I just, so highly of that team so it's obvious like i speak very highly of the 2005 team and the 2015 team because they were like my era like that yes of course. when i was sort of growing up but yeah but people that are sort of like 10 15 years older than me that's yeah, when yeah, they yeah. were that age we remember speak, that, yeah that. And so it obviously Palace must have been a great time. But yeah, so I'd, I'd love to go back. And, it was really good times. I, 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 I go back as far. My first manager was Dave Smith. That's the first, first manager when I was a, was a fan. Dave Smith. I don't even know that. He had the maddest haircut. He was, he was, he, well, you know those like bald head like me, but he had big, sort of just this big... Oh, it, was, it was clinging on to it. Back. Yeah, he had it, it just around the back. Yeah, just shave Dave it, mate. <laughs> And I think he won the title, didn't he? 81, was that 81, I think? Something like that. Yeah, 81, just before I started going. Yeah, they won the title. Now, I used to go to the grounds, right, where you could watch it at one end, and then in the second half, you would all walk up to the other end. Yeah. You know, it was crazy times. And we'd have, like, there'd be, like, 750 people there. You know, and people with dogs. I mean, there were people with dogs there. Literally was a man and his dog. Yeah. And do you remember as well, I was saying this the other day, do you remember we used to play loads of Friday night games? We don't do that at all anymore, do we? Nah, I love a Friday night game. Love we were the real night Friday night club, weren't we? And that, the yeah. reason behind that, you know why, don't you? West Ham, So they think they get more... I hate that. I hate that when you get them fans in there. <laughs> you know what I really hate? I would never do it, even like, even not that any Premier League club would care if I turned up at the South End show. I would never go to someone else's ground for a different show. You know, people sit at the Chelsea shows. Yeah. I, I really, I'll, I'll say that. I've, I really <laughs> hate the kids. Even the kids, you think the parents are like, don't wear that. Yeah, I, I'll admit, like yeah, this season, maybe don't buy them the South End shirt, but just, just, just wear like a wear a Fred Perry shirt. Or something. You, you, wear you ain't got to wear a Liverpool not, kit, have you? Disrespectful. <laughs> you tell, yeah, it's like what, what are you saying? Oh, I've just turned up. Well, you get someone sitting behind you doing that thing going, so who's he played for? Who's it? And you go, what's his name? Ah, and then the government yeah. goes, and he doesn't really know either. And then they just talk bullshit. And you're just sitting there listening to this drivel. And you're just thinking, like, you don't even know what you're on about. And then they go, come on, box it, box it, box it. <laughs> and, and you're going, you don't even support the club. What's with all this box it shit? Box it. There's a guy, there's a guy who sits a little bit in front of me. He's always got a Sheffield Wednesday jacket and cap on. Always. <laughs> he's, there every, he's there every week, so he's obviously a South End fan. Without fail, he's got some sort of Sheffield Wednesday gear on. <laughs> That's broken. But you're speak, speaking of people that like, aren't really fans. My, um, my uncle came to a couple of games this season. Never been to a South End game in his life. Like He's like, just moved to the area. But he's a Tottenham fan. But um, we, we took him to a couple of games at the start of this season. He didn't come to many more after that. But um, after, the first <laughs> one he, after the first one he watched, got back in the pub. First thing, you've got to get a new goalkeeper. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I love that. Let me let these dogs in. So, don't Shut up. Um, yeah, it's brilliant when they when they they couldn't give a shit, but then they give you their two pennants, don't they? They, they yeah. start t telling you it was rubbish, and you'll be like going, "Yeah." Well, <laughs> I saw Michael Cartley the other day. I was at Talk Sport doing something, and uh, I saw Michael. He's he's a lovely lad. He is. He's such a nice boy. That, oh, he, that when, he, when we were talking, he was being very candid with me. You know, he's obviously, he got old. He's only young, do you know what I mean? But he obviously knew that his time was up because we were talking about things and he went, I can't, I can't do that anymore. 
can't do it. And I thought, bloody hell, you're only like 32 or something. It's sad that. I think that's really yeah. sad when. when well, it's like, when it's it, like Freddie, isn't it? When his legs went, yeah. you could just sell it. It's gone. 32, he retired. 30. You think how good he was when he was 22? Yeah. And he, he retired at 32. Yeah, but he did the right thing to retire because it had gone. It had finished. It was over. It's, it's a horrible thing that. It hurts, you know. I mean, I I don't play at all anymore because it just hurts too much, and I'm I'm terrible. But playing like charity games, I don't do it anymore because I, I just hit the ground and go, oh my god, it put me flipping Adam's apple out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't do it anymore. You just you want to do it, but you can't. You just can't do it. And I think when you're playing in front of a crowd, you know that you that, that they don't forgive you, do they? They throw it right as such as a yeah. even Freddie wouldn't have been given long. So they would be going, look, you know, can't say anything, but he needs oh, to stop. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if it hadn't been Freddie, second time round, he, he probably would have got pelters, to be honest. That's it for part one of our chat with Terry Alderton. With so many stories to tell, we wanted to put them all out there, so we'll be back very soon with part two. Subscribe to the Custard Splat podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Custard Splat Pod. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 